you know, why he got TKO yeah. essentially yeah. was because yeah. he gassed out. And yeah, in that he, way. Yeah, so like just just understand that like whatever your goal is, your body's gonna adapt depending on how you train for that, whether you want it to adapt or not. I was pissed because I sent you a text at like round <laughs> round six. Yeah, I think it was around like five or six with the flags. But like I, I looked Irish at it. Flags. I didn't I didn't see it until like right when I texted you. Yeah. Because I had my phone on do not disturb. And so I had my phone off yeah. until I turned it on just so I could text you because I didn't want to because <laughs> we we pushed play late so I yeah. didn't want to see anybody's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the prelims went so long that I ended up just fast forwarding catching up because yeah. Shannon didn't want to watch the other fights as much as I did. Yeah. But I actually had a good time watching the undercards. I did too. Like I, like we watched it, but then I would like fast forward real quick through the breaks and then like the talking and stuff. Cause she didn't want to watch that, but I like yeah. I enjoy all of it. Yeah. Um, but I will say that like, Con- I I got respect because Connor did better than I thought he was gonna do. <laughs> he definitely did, and you gotta admit that. So well, this is. I mean, I knew that. I knew that the the fight wasn't going to go the distance strictly because of, you know, gas tank, right? Yeah. Like, um, his conditioning wasn't there. I don't, I don't, I mean, how many rounds has Connor gone? You know what I mean? Like, how long has he well, fought? Well, so, he's gone the whole time UFC, they said, I think, which is 25 minutes. But they were, right when he started getting gassed is when he passed that 25-minute mark. Yeah. Which yeah. is, it makes sense. He trains for 25 minutes. Whether you have rest periods or not, yeah, and it's just different. But like, if you watched him from the get go, I think he was trying to like use. I think they both played it smart. Like, I think Mayweather purposely did not throw that many punches compared to how he usually does and everything because he knew that Connor was going to get tired. Yeah, and then he threw bombs at the end when he was tired. Yeah. And I think that McGregor was like, my best chance is to try to come out on fire and like intimidate him and hopefully get a lucky punch or right. some kind of like hit. You know what I mean? Right. So. I get it from both perspectives, but the issue is, is Connor's plan didn't work out very well, and he gassed out. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, like, I think that they both work... Actually, I, I, I saw it as both of them being more, a little bit more cautious, right? Like, they're just they're just cautious or kind of getting a feel for each other yeah. in a different way, because Connor, you know, he's in a he's in a sport where it's like, you don't really, you know test the waters for three rounds no. because you know what I mean like you gotta made, fucking yeah. once you see somebody open up or like you try to open up somebody with leg kicks yeah. like there's different yeah. there's a lot more versatility in, right. in MMA so Connor was trying to open him up with a little bit with a little bit more punches right. rabbit punching or hammer yeah, fist yeah. in the back of his head I think and I think that's just instinct right yeah. like yeah but, I, that's that's so hard to get rid of oh, yeah. in that amount of time and there was even times where he started grabbing him and you could tell yeah. he was like oh shit I can't do this right but um and then Mayweather like I'm pretty sure he's known for that right like waiting two to three rounds and just yeah. kind of feeling out his yeah. opponent and then he takes over he doesn't over. throw a whole lot of punches right but I was surprised it took him so long to start going in on him but it makes sense right at the end he said he was like that was our plan yeah like let him get tired which yeah. I, I really like I, I felt like we, we pushed play like Shannon was rooting hard for McGregor because yeah. she hates Mayweather for yeah. some reason even though they're both they're both just cocky that's part of the sport right the one thing I will say is Mayweather, the whole time they were talking to him and he was on camera, all he talked about was money. And McGregor talked about the sport and about fighting and about being, like, legendary and all this shit, which I respect more because he's not, like, 
so vocal on the money. Like, all Mayweather said was, like, I brought money to boxing. I made the most money here. I was the first self-promoter. It's like, okay, brother. And it's but, cool, but... but... It's because, look, like, if you look at the history of, of the sport, man, especially when you, when you look at, like, a crook like fucking Don King, who yeah. was promoting a lot of the fights. He even represented, you know, Mike Tyson, one of the greatest fighters of all time. Took all the money. And took all the money. And Mike Tyson ended up broke. You know, if that wasn't just because of Don right. King, but you know what I mean? Like you gotta surround yourself with the right people and I feel like Floyd has done that and he's now he realizes that he's in the in the position of like, okay, I'm a big brother to a lot of these guys and they look up to me. So instead of, you know, siphoning money from these guys or or taking advantage of them, like, yeah, I'm still gonna eat at the end of the day. But I'm going to help them and, and, and be a mentor and a yeah. real leader to these guys. Well, so I think that's where he's looking at. It's like, okay, I'm giving these guys, I'm taking these guys like Adrian Broner and and, and Gervonta Davis and, and all these guys who come from nothing just like he did. So yeah. he understands them. You know what I mean? And he's helping them along and the I way. And I get that. And I see like that boxers probably listen to him say that and love it and respect exactly. it. It's just because I'm not a boxer. Right. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the money, dude. I'm here to watch sports. Right. So. When you say it like that, I guess I I guess I understand, but I mean, and at the end of the day, like I'm Irish, I was rooting for him, <laughs> but um, but I will say like we started it, and I was like, like Shannon, don't get your hopes up, he's gonna lose, like it's gonna yeah. be bad, and then we were like, oh shit, like this is actually exciting because he's putting up a yeah. fight, like I was I was pleasantly surprised with and the one thing like he can switch stances a little bit easier i think just because in UFC yeah, you have nobody, to be nobody way, does that in boxing no you have to yeah. do that in, in yeah. uh and that's why floyd was smiling that's what i thought anyway i thought that's why floyd was smiling because he 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 appreciated he respected yeah. it yeah, right it was like man like well and at the end they were like see that together with their hands up yeah. and stuff like like Dude, was, that whole the whole all the marketing stuff and all the oh, shit before the fight, show. Dude, like it was all show. They knew what they were doing, yeah. And behind the scenes, I guarantee like, he approached them and was like, "Yo, this is what we should do." Like, yeah. I'm gonna talk mad shit, like, and that's what I was saying. And I had a couple people that were saying, "No, they really hate each other." I was like, no, no, they're smart no. as fuck. Like, yeah. they know exactly what they're doing. They're, they're the they're out. the best in in yeah. what they do. And then, like, you know, for them to come together, they knew exactly what was gonna happen. They knew that they were gonna break records. Yeah, the most pay per view sales you know out of out of any fight like or period like yeah. more than wrestlemania like all nine that figures crazy each. that's crazy no matter what like yeah that's nuts did you watch uh the davis fight before yeah what'd you feel about that last punch uh that it, the it wasn't the head. well it wasn't that i think he, it was a it was a push I think that no before the push when yeah, he was like so, kneeling on him. I don't think it was to the back of the head. It was it was he he, he punched it. yeah, but it wasn't like directly like down on yeah. the top of his head. He wasn't hammer fisting like right like right. Greg it was yeah, but what had happened is that guy was holding on to him because of the body shot before that. Yeah. So he was just holding on to him just to stay yeah. alive. Yeah. And then you know he got he got that hook and then he was again like he kind of went down, but it was the body shot that yeah. that brought him down. And then he was holding on to him and then dude just pushed him off. Yeah. I thought it was I thought that was clean. I thought yeah. it was fair. The other the Costa Rican dude had more like I feel like he was more active in the ring, but every time Davis would start swinging, they were bombs. I mean, he was trying to take his. It was power. Yeah, it was crazy, yeah. but. He's confident. Yeah, and I think that's like like we're gonna go into the training side of it. Like that's where Connor failed. Like I don't think he prepared properly mm -hmm. or even understood like the difference, right? Because like if you look at UFC, you need to be able to like you need to be able to last, yes, but it's way more explosive. And if I if I go all out on you and I don't 
like uh, connect, I can grab you and take a rest by just holding on to you in, in a position and rest and rest and rest. Boxing, you can't. They split you right back yep. up and you got to go back to boxing. So yep. the fact that he went all out like that and just blew his tank, he was done. But because it wasn't like he made it, what, seven rounds before he really started like fatiguing out bad? Uh, Yeah, I think that. Because he even said he, at the end, too, he was like, I wish the ref would have let me go. Like, it was just fatigued. I'm not hurt. And I was, I agree with him. He would have, like, got knocked out, yeah, possibly. Because yeah. he was definitely, like, yeah. dude, he was He wasn't out. making it another two no. rounds. Yeah. But I, I, I personally wish, he, like, because I know he's a UFC fighter and he can handle that kind of shit. Like, I think the ref should have let it go. Because they should have let Floyd yeah. take him out. But the the thing is, too, is, like, they don't let that happen in boxing. No. And, and And I... And I called that, like, you know, because his, his hands were down and he couldn't protect himself. Yeah. Once you do that in boxing, you're yeah. done. But in UFC, they'll let you just get butchered. Yeah. You know, with knees and fucking punches, elbows, whatever you can do. That's so crazy. And, until that person goes into to fucking rigor mortis. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it's a more ruthless sport in, in MMA. But, like, I think that you can't really blame the ref for that. Like, you gotta, you gotta be like, hey, Connor, look, like, you know, this is what you you're supposed to be training for. Yeah. Like you know, like sport. if you get tired, you got you better put your hands yeah. up and and protect your head. Yeah. Or else the ref is gonna call it. So yeah. if you wanted to go a little bit longer, that's on you. That's not on the ref because right. you came to this sport. You stepped into the ring. It's not the other way around. Yeah. I think that like this is gonna make his MMA fighting when he gets back in the UFC so much better. I think if he cha- I think if he changes up his training, I think if he yeah. changes up his conditioning as well, um, he's still gonna be drilling motherfuckers in the UFC. Yeah. And well, I hope he doesn't try to stay in boxing. I don't think he will. But the thing is, is because there's a lot of money in boxing, it could like persuade him. But like, he's a fighter. Like- but but now you have. Uh, I think that what this fight did, I think it was really good for the UFC too, because look, like you mixed two completely different uh demographics right like i think that you know people who were for floyd um they really are you know diehard boxing fans the people who were for mcgregor were really diehard ufc fans but now you you bring those together and these people are interested like holy shit you know connor made it 10 rounds with with uh floyd mayweather yeah um so now they're gonna start to pay a little bit more attention to that get into the ufc so i think that pay-per-view and i dana white's gonna do his thing that dude's a that dude's a beast like he's gonna promote good fights he's gonna he's gonna bring bring fights to the table that that people want to see and they're gonna make i think ufc is gonna break records within their own sort of realm you know what i mean they're not gonna do anything like uh mayweather pacquiao not in the near future anyway but they're, they're gonna make a lot of money yeah I think, like, one thing I will say, too, is, like, out of respect is just, like, the fact that, like, I mean, for one, like, UFC is more brutal. It's a way more harsh sport, which is why I like watching it more, but boxing has so much more finesse, and I feel like, not necessarily thought process, but you have to slow down and stay calm, and and you can't, like I said, blow your wad like McGregor did, but the fact that, uh, because Mayweather had 11 years on him, because McGregor's 29, right? 28. 28. Yeah, so 12 years. So 12 years on him. He was two and a half inches shorter. He was, uh, what, 10, 12 pounds lighter? 
Because he weighed in at 149. Yeah. McGregor on fight day was 170. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, he just looked so much bigger than... Yeah. If you've oh, ever, if his, you ever his watched reach the, is two uh, inches longer. Yeah, if you ever watched Dude. the uh, Foreman and Muhammad Ali fight, Same like, thing. yeah, I mean, like, the size difference, that's what, what it reminded me of, yeah. you know what I mean? It was like, here's this big fucking dude, like, just with this little guy in the ring. I don't know but, enough about it. Who was bigger out of those two? Uh, Foreman was a lot bigger than And, and than Muhammad still won? Yeah, Ali beat him. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, just picked him apart. But the same thing, like, you know, he... That was where the, the term rope-a-dope came from. You know what I mean? Like, Ali was on the ropes for a better part of the fight because he was just try, trying to tire out George Foreman. Yeah. You know, and he was he was dodging. And, and you know, he took shots, of course. Um, but at the same, he just tired him out. And I think about, like, around the same time, around yeah, around, around 10, I can't remember exactly, he just started picking Foreman apart and knocked him out. That's crazy. Yeah. It, you need to, like... There's so much thought process that goes into it, and... It's hard to not let that shit just go out the window because yeah. your adrenaline's going through. And the, the and this is the thing too. Like we talked about it before, like training versus like real life situation, right? Yeah. Like you know, uh, Ali and his and his trainer had this had this game plan of how they were gonna fight Foreman, and it completely changed during the fight. And you know, they never, you never want to be on the ropes like that for an extended period of time because yeah. that's how you get trapped and that's how you get beat the fuck up. Right. But Ali saw it in a different way, and he was like, man, you know, he's he's slower than I am, and I'm going to be able to see his punches, you know, I'm going to take some shots, but at the same time, I'm going to tire this guy out. And his and his trainer in the corner was yelling at him the whole fucking fight, get off the ropes. And he's like, no, nah, I know what I'm doing. And he fucking, and he, That's and he beat him. That's crazy. Yeah. So he completely changed up like on that? the fly. Yeah. That's nuts. That's just, I mean, that's just yeah. confidence, and that's yeah. something that you can't teach, you can't train. No. That's just experience. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and that's what Floyd had over, yeah. even in fighting in general. Dude, you know what I mean? Because Floyd, he's, Floyd had more title defenses than Connor has fights. That's you crazy. know what I mean? So the, the experience is completely different. The one different. thing I will say too, though, is like, so it showed uh, their, like, their record, right? And like, Floyd had 49 fights, essentially, in 49 wins, so 50 yeah. now. McGregor had, uh, it was like 28 total mm-hmm. or something like that. But McGregor's been in for four years versus two decades. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy, which means that McGregor fights more often and more frequently, which says something, but still, it's just like, I mean, fuck, two years out of the ring, and then you come back and do that? Yeah. And he wasn't the same fuck. fighter as he was when he, when he left, right? Like, he was slower, yeah. obviously he's older, not as much power. Yeah. He did, When he trained, he didn't he didn't spar for the but last month. you have to month. take that into play when you go in exactly. there, and he did, which yeah. is smart. But, man, like, I, it, it's just so amazing to me, like, how much, how great of a fighter McGregor is. And the yeah. fight proved it, even though he lost, like... He stood 10 rounds with the greatest, arguably the greatest fighter yeah, of all 100%, 100%. time. You know what I mean? And he was smart about it too. Like one thing like in boxing, like if you watch the whole first like four rounds, he had his jab hand out like nonstop because he know that was the only way he's going to keep him away. That's just his defense just yeah. holding it out there, right? And yeah. he got points for it. He was being protected for it. He yeah. kind of owned the rounds because of that. Then he just fatigued out, yeah. right? And like in MMA, you don't do that. You don't walk around with your fist out just holding the bag. Because well, they do. They do put both hands out, kind of like Krav Maga, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they can do that, and they can grab their hands or grab their gloves. But the but issue like, is you, you got can't kicks. do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. But you can't do that in boxing. Yeah. Because then you can't throw a punch. Right. You know. It was an entertaining fight, though. Yeah. So, so what do you think was the biggest mistake McGregor made in training? Because we're gonna kind of take this into uh, just so people understand right. that this is more than just commentary. We're gonna take this into like training adaptations and go across the board but we're going to start with their adaptations what do you think like mcgregor's should have done better 
I think that his conditioning the and, and his training, you know, like, look, like, Ido Portal is, is a really smart guy, and he's he's really well-known in the fitness industry. Um, is that who was training him? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's really big on, uh, you know, like, multi-vector, you know, movements and stuff like that. You know, if you've ever seen his instagram he does all kind of like weird movements and you know animal shit and you know, the dude is just right. a monster right but uh you know i i saw a lot of uh uh leading up to the fight as well um as far as uh critiquing his his training people specifically this dude uh functional patterns i believe it's actually a guy from seattle okay um, but he lives in texas now um and i follow him love his stuff um, and you can, you can check his stuff out on Instagram as well. I think it, yeah, it is, uh, functional patterns. And, you know, he talked about, it. I was like, man, like Connor, the way that he trained, um, wasn't for the fight. You know, he was, it was almost like he was just training just to train. So, you know, if you've ever seen videos of him on this concept rower and, uh, you know, and, and he's doing a, a bunch of intervals or, or, uh, distance on that, like, you know, that when you, when you do that, you got to think about, the motion that you're doing so a lot of that is is pushing through the balls of your feet right and and so to uh fatigue your your plan of fashion and really just uh destroy it right you're not really conditioning it and then go into a fight to where you have to be on the balls of your feet all the time yeah um in, in order to move and be fast man like you know a lot of that especially when you when you address your feet, because that's what you're standing on, right? So when those fatigue out and when those get tired, right. then you become flat-footed. You become a lot more slow. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's, again, like, you know, it's it's really just, uh, it, it's really how specific, you know, was his training for the sport or was it to maybe promote a little bit of somebody else's uh, you know, personal brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, I'm well, not going to say it, anything on Ido Portal, but... And he's, yeah, like you said, he's smart as hell. But like, if you watch a lot of like the Instagram of him training, I think a lot of it was for show too, because if you get on a concept rower or sprints and doing all these like super high intensity stuff for a short period of time, it looks more badass, right? right? It's really cool videos and stuff, but how applicable is that to boxing? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know even like when, like, cause I was expecting the same thing and I started conditioning before I started boxing with this dude. And then the way he has his interval set with me, I'm like, oh, this is completely fucking different. Yeah. Like it's, it's way more endurance with small bouts of power every so often. Right. Like we'll do three minutes of nonstop, like literally just barely tapping the bag. And then like every time a beep goes off, I have to just like throw a power punch super hard. Right. right. And he says like one or two or three or four or whatever, but it's just like random bouts, like it's never like super explosive. Like we'll do that a little bit, but it's purely, he even tells me, he's like, I do this like 15 seconds on, 15 seconds off interval stuff, literally just because I know you want this as a workout as well. Yeah. Not because it's applicable to the sport. And as yeah. soon as I told him like, hey, I'm considering like getting in the ring and just doing like a sparring thing. Change it up. Yeah, like completely change. We don't even do that anymore. It's yeah. all like specific skill work or he'll like, actually this is a really dope drill. I put a band around my waist and then the punching bag is in like hanging, super heavy bag is hanging in the band and I have to keep it off me. So this bag is like three times heavier than me and it's constantly crashing into me and I have to just constantly like throw punches to keep okay. it off. But it's nonstop for three minutes. Like that's a completely different yeah. conditioning than yeah. doing 30 it's seconds. It's a different of, energy system. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think that's where like Floyd has, because Floyd will do mitt work for 20 fucking minutes yeah. straight. 
just crazy. Well, look, like, you know, the way that you got to think about it, too, is, you know, what's the best way to condition for a sport, right? It's to, it's to practice the sport. Yeah. Like, you know, I could, you know... I think about it when I play basketball, you know, I could, I could weight train and even now, right? Like I, I, I work out and I'm, you know, I'm strong and even, you know, I could push prowlers for an extended period of time. But when I go onto the court, it's a completely different, it's a completely different way of, of training your body. Yeah. Right. And I'm still sore as fuck. Um, so to do other things or to 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 implement these really uh you know sort of out there uh methods that people really that really hasn't been tested um you know for the sport i think it was a big risk and i i don't think that it paid off for conor mcgregor in, yeah. in any way shape or form right um whereas floyd you know again after taking two years off um I mean, I'm sure he still practices when he's in the gym and stuff like that, does mid-work just because, you know, that's part of his thing. You know, it's it's part of him. Yeah. Um, that's I, I think that's the best way to prepare for a fight, you yeah. know, ultimately. Yes, you can do strength and conditioning and stuff, but, like, at the end of the day, man, like, you got to be putting in a whole lot of time in the gym yeah. in order to prefer, prepare for a 12-round fight. Yeah. You know, that's a long time. It's a long fucking yeah. time. it all do uh, three rounds at the end with it'd be coach. smoked I'm dead yeah <laughs> three rounds Dude. with just three three minutes on. and you only get one minute rest if you think about that like your work capacity is three minutes longer so let's I mean let's look at that too like if you're doing so normal intervals for fat loss we know are actually probably going to be more beneficial the reverse right um, to an extent if you do enough of that boxing style intervals your body's going to adapt you're going to lose body fat like no matter what you do you're going to lose body fat but to ma maintain muscle mass, to not destroy your recovery and everything, it's probably going to be more beneficial to do less rounds, do extremely high-intensity explosive work for 10 to 20 seconds, and then take a long period rest. Yeah. Um, I actually was reading that uh, that book I was telling you about, Deep Nutrition, and uh, the Lakers um, mm -hmm. Nutritionist. She goes into like the different reasons why you should strength train for fat loss and how it, it really has nothing to do with calories in versus calories out. Because if you really look at it, which made a lot of sense, because if you look at even if you do sprints on a treadmill or you, you walk for an hour, you really don't burn that many calories compared like you got to jog on a treadmill for an hour to eat a Big Mac. Like it's yeah. pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, but the way that our cells adapt to it and start partitioning fat cells to burn and become more muscle mass and, and produce energy for fuel and stuff because it's an adaptation to the body's different. Um, but anyway, like you're probably going to want to do three, four rounds. You know what I mean? You don't want to sit there and do 16, 12 rounds of like super high right, intensity right. stuff. So you need to flip the script and you're probably doing a minute on 30 seconds off. So if you look at your intervals, you're really not going that fucking hard, but you're consistent. Right. And I think that's probably what, like at least from what I, I didn't follow that stuff as much as you did. And I don't follow boxing as much as you do, but if you look at McGregor's style of training, it's the opposite of boxing in that mm -hmm. sense, because he has – you need to be way more uh, explosive in in the uh, MMA. And yeah. it's, it's just a completely different energy system. Yeah. There's no point where you're dancing in the ring and, or in the octagon, I mean. Right. Whereas boxing, I mean, that's like a, a thing. Yeah. Like you're dancing in the ring. Yeah. Um, so Floyd, I think, seemed like – I mean, do you think he even had to really train anything different to get ready for this? Or is it just a matter of – He – the only thing that – that I realized that he said that I, I've never heard him say is that, you know, I had to, or I didn't, 
uh, I didn't spar for the last month because I, I wanted my hands to be strong and I wanted them to be yeah. solid because I'm I'm fighting a much bigger fighter. Yeah. So when the I do set myself fought. up in the later in the later rounds for power punches, then my hands are strong yeah. versus you know being a little bit more brittle and fragile. So that's the only thing that you know I think that he really switched up. But he other than that, he's like, man, we just did what we did. It's crazy. You know what I mean? He's like, the biggest fighter that why 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 fought. change up something that works? You know, you're yeah, forty nine and zero. Don't don't do anything. I would know. assume the only thing he had to really consider changing up would probably be even like nutrition or recovery strategies because he's older. He bulked up for the fight. Like yeah. he, you know, he probably put on a good. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's six, gonna help seven, him recover, pounds. right? Yeah. Like because you like when you're older like that, you need to do something yeah. like because you got years on you, man. Yeah. Like he's forty, right? Forty. That's crazy. To be in the ring. So, um, I think the biggest takeaway of, like, training for something is, like, if you don't specifically train for an adaptation, you're not going to get the result you want to get. And you can carry that into anything, right? So, like, one thing that's interesting is, like, uh, ice baths. I've been reading a lot on this, too. It's funny. is because, like, ice baths are known to help you recover, right? So, you know, like... Reduce inflammation. Yeah, so recovery is good. So, if you look at, like... But a lot of people were doing it for even... They're just normal goals. Oh, I don't want to be so sore. Well, if you look at uh, hypertrophy... Like, you actually want to be inflamed. Because yeah. we're trying to break down the tissue, make it inflamed, and then wait until it adapts. But there's finding that if you do ice baths or ice any cold mu- – or, like, ice your muscles, if you're trying to grow muscle, it's actually going to hinder your results. Hmm. Because you're not letting that inflammation increase, which okay. is hypertrophy, right? Okay. And then your body naturally adapt to the, the damage and have exactly. to repair itself. Right? Exactly, because it will have to grow. Whereas, like, ice applied to it immediately reduces – because it's an external source. Right. Reducing the inflammation versus your body having to create more fibers to do so. Yeah, I, I would I would think that it might be a little bit more beneficial for something like a sport, though, right? Especially yeah. you know long seasons. You know, in, in, if I have a 100%. game, you know, I don't want to be inflamed. super inflamed. No. And yeah, stuff and that's like that. the thing. Their goal isn't muscle mass, right? right? So I think, but and I think that's where people carried it over is because you look at like we were talking that one podcast about uh, Adrian Peterson because the dude's Jack. Yeah. I want to look like him. What does he do? Okay, he does spring wrestling. He ices his knees and he ices his quads. He ices, you know what I mean? He gets an yeah. ice bath, whatever. But it's different. He's gaining muscle because of his performance and yeah. he's icing to perform better. Yeah. And like, let's look at the offseason. He might not ice that much because he doesn't have practice after practice after yeah. competition after game after game. So it's a completely different ball game. Like, he's not trying to build muscle or any, burn fat or anything like that, especially not in the in season. Like, right. the offseason, I think it's just a natural occurrence. Yeah. But it's, yeah, like, I think. Um, Overall, I think uh, I was way more. I mean, I was pumped. I got to watch it. I didn't even think I was going to yeah, watch the fight, but um, it was definitely more entertaining than uh, than I thought it would be. And I almost like when I texted you the flags, I was like considering being like fifty bucks or something because <laughs> you said on Instagram, I was like, but well, I don't think he's going to win. And then because I didn't, I didn't consider like Floyd tiring him out, and it's because I don't know the sport as well. So I'm watching and I'm like, dude, McGregor's killing it. Yeah, this is going to happen. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. And then and then he. I think all the boxing, all, everybody who, again, like, you know, it's that demographic, right? Like, I, I've watched more boxing than I have UFC. Yeah, see, and I, ha- I, I that's the first boxing match I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. And I've watched a that's bunch crazy. of UFC. Yeah, I grew up watching, like, Tyson fights and yeah, Holyfield fights and uh, Lennox I'm, Lewis. I'm going to YouTube them now because literally after we were watching that or while we were watching it, I, I was considering in my head, I was like, man, I'm about to go watch some old, like, Tyson fights and shit because yeah. I've never seen any of these things. Dude, my dad used to, like, he used to... Uh, had me watch like Muhammad Ali fights, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it was because I did a, I think I did a project on him in like elementary school. And then my dad was just like, hey, well, you gotta, you gotta watch him. Yeah. And like, you know, to really understand like what this guy was all about. 
and it wasn't necessarily opening a bu- up a book and then reading, you know, his biography. It was right. like, man, listen to what this guy talks about, yeah. interviews and all that yeah. stuff. Um, you know, so I, I, I just grew up appreciating the sport, especially because of Muhammad Ali. Um, and Mike Tyson was my, my favorite fighter of all time. He well, still is. Ali was a little bit of a philanthropist as well. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, most, most Tyson definitely. wasn't. Tyson no, was just no. a crazy... Yeah, that dude was a weirdo. But like I fucking loved him. Yeah, babies just, and shit. But he literally would pick guys up off of the... You know what I mean? Like, when that uppercut, when he came through with the uppercut, like, he used to pick people up off yeah. the ground. You know what I mean? Like, that's how fucking strong he was. Yeah. And just powerful. How heavy was he? <sighs> Two... So he was a heavyweight, or is that? Yeah, like, yeah, no, he was a heavyweight. Because what it goes, it goes super light, light. What's mel- a welterweight? Is that the middle? Uh, there's, there's, there's middleweight. Fuck, I can't even remember the classes now. Um, there's like, I mean, there's like bantamweight. There's featherweight. I mean, you know, I mean, like it goes. I mean, because even the Davis and them were freaking one thirty. Yeah. Okay, so we got damn dude. There is a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is this is on a different level. This is stupid. Flyway, there's all kinds of shit. Um, let's see here. So there's. Damn, there really is this light minimum weight, yeah. minimum weight, light flyweight, flyweight, super flyweight, bantam weight, super bantam weight, featherweight, super featherweight, lightweight, super lightweight, welterweight, super wel- welterweight, middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight, cruiserweight, heavyweight. Damn. So, uh, he was probably in the cruiserweight. Then. No, he was a heavyweight champion. Okay, they changed it then because this is two hundred pounds. Oh, he was unlimited, so he was above two hundred pounds. Yeah. So it's like above two hundred pounds. Yeah. Damn. So well, I, forget, I forget. I forget. One hundred two pounds in light minimum weight. I forget what what Foreman was when uh, when he boxed. Uh, look that up really quick. How do you spell uh, F O R E M A N? George Foreman. Type in George Foreman Muhammad Ali. Did he really make that grill? Yeah. That's the same dude. <laughs> yeah, look crazy. at him. He just decided to make a fucking grill. Dude, and his kids, bro, like, they're all named, like, his, all of his sons are, like, George, and then his, like, daughters are, like, Georgette or, like, Georgina. He was a heavyweight. Yeah. Oh, they're, so they're all, like, titles of George? Yeah. He's fucking weird. Pointing. Damn. Yeah. Muhammad Ali was a heavyweight, too. I thought Foreman was taller than 6'3". That's a big motherfucker. Yeah. And then you got, yeah. I mean, just imagine, you know, somebody that big just throwing, you know, everything they got at you, you yeah. know, for 12 rounds. That's, and, which Have essentially is why Muhammad Ali went brain dead. Yeah, I, I watched, yeah, I was watching that fight. I was watching so, it live. So what, like, did he, uh, like, was he, uh, what is it called when they, like, when they, when they're wrapped up? Yeah. Um, was he wrapped up and then so Tyson yeah was yeah they they were wrapped up I think Tyson was just he was just frustrated was like losing. holy well Holyfield was Holyfield I mean he was a great fighter and uh, you know it wasn't it wasn't one of those fights where Tyson came out and you know he he knocked somebody out in you know the first couple of minutes of the right. fight you know it was a, it was a good fight and I think that Tyson just got Tyson just got frustrated obviously you know he had some other shit going on outside of the ring. Um, you know, he was all messed up and yeah, when they were wrapped up and he just leaned in and, and took a chunk of his ear off. <laughs> yeah. Spit it out right on the fucking boxing ring. Bro. Yeah. You just don't give a fuck at that point. No. That's crazy. But I mean, yeah, I mean, like he, you know, he had, he had some losses. He had some tough losses, but to me, 
it's like, man, like that dude, I mean, he destroyed so many people and it, it was just like the way he did it, the way he carried himself and he, and he talked outside of the ring. I was like, man, this dude is just like the ultimate savage. You yeah, know? And, he is. And, and, uh, you know, he didn't, I, the way I see it is, and I, I know that a lot of people see Floyd as, uh, as an arrogant, like cocky asshole, but the dude is a humble winner. Yeah. Like what he does and what you know what a lot of these athletes are doing is you know they're showing out before the fight because that's how you sell fights i was gonna say if you're gonna be a self-promoter you absolutely have to be cocky exactly yeah but at and and again like kudos to him you know he you know he creates mayweather promotions and then you know now he's now he's getting all the money from the fight, really, you know yeah, what I mean. Essentially, yeah. so he doesn't have to pay other guys who are besides his trainer and yeah, the people that help him. Yeah, exactly. So yes. he's done. You know what I mean? Like he's a he's a fucking pioneer. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to me to to hear when people say like, "Oh, I fucking hate Mayweather." It's like you know, like why? You know what I mean? Like what's the business, what's the reason? Yeah. Yeah. But the same with McGregor. Like you can't fucking hate McGregor. Like the dude is a savage yeah. in, in his own respect. He's cocky as yeah, well. Exactly. Like there's no doubt about man, it. Man, he was the ultimate shit to like. He won oh, yeah. all the trash talking. Well, and if you look at UFC, he's actually one of the only ones that like comes in a fur fucking coat, yeah. talking shit, grabbing yeah. the other dudes like belt and stuff. Like mm -hmm. other fighters are way more humble than him. Yeah. So he is the Mayweather of UFC if you really look at it like yeah. that. So it's you can't really hate either Ten one. Ten times. Yeah. yeah. If you hate one, you hate the other. Yeah. Like there's no. The one thing I will say though is. And McGregor broke this record. He uh, he's the only one to win a championship in two different weight classes. Mm -hmm. Like he put on mad weight to like that's fucking yeah, crazy. It's hard. That's crazy. Um, do you, before we sign up, do you have any like advice or takeaways people can use for their results from the training? I think that you know, it it really just depends on what you want to do. But you know, I would I would obviously say seek somebody who's uh, a professional and has you know, tons of experience in, in what they do, right? Like that's the thing with Floyd's camp. They had a lot more experience for preparing for a fight than, yeah. you know, uh, than McGregor's camp. So, you know, w when you think about whether you're, uh, uh, a basketball player or a soccer player, like, you know, the way that I see it is, you know, look for somebody for strength and conditioning, um, who's going to, uh, you know, coach you through successful reps, make sure that you're doing everything correctly. But like in order to, to perform in a, uh, in a soccer match or a, a basketball game, like the best way to do it is to, to play the sport, man. Like Jamal Crawford is actually one of these, uh, he's a local basketball player out of Seattle and he's one of the best examples. Like, you know, he's got, he's been one of the pro most prolific six man, um, in the league and you know the dude comes off the bench he's also started at on some teams as well but like you know the dude is just a great basketball player and he just plays the game yeah he doesn't necessarily do drills he doesn't do shooting drills he doesn't do dribbling drills like the dude just balls yeah you know what i mean and you know he he can play all day i've seen him play back-to-back -back games in the jamal crawford pro-am like back-to-back -back games yeah. and and still be fresh and as you know what i mean like it's it's crazy so the dude plays two 40-minute games and then like you know what I mean? So for him, like that's again, like it's just what he does. Yeah. So yes, you can you can uh, you can do specific strength and conditioning, but at the end of the day, like remember that your sport is your sport. Like you know what I mean? Like practice and, and master that stuff, um, and and do skill work outside of that. 
um, which would be more of your, your strength and conditioning. I, I almost consider that sort of skill work because yeah. you're working on single leg movements and multi-plane movements and stuff like that yeah. and how to perform uh, and how to, you know, like if you're playing soccer, what's going to be the best way for, for you to kick? How are you going to generate more power? What are some things that we have to work on in order pr- to prevent injury um, yeah. while you create more power? Yeah. So It's almost like prehab, really. Right. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. And the only other thing I would add is like, just take away that the reason McGregor didn't win is because he, because his body didn't adapt how he wanted it to essentially, right? He didn't train properly to adapt for the sport. And that just tells us that your body is an adaptation machine. So whatever your goal is, you need to know, uh, do you need to adapt for that goal or do you need to avoid adaptation? Because a lot of people listening just want muscle and, and fat loss. And in that sense, you don't really want adaptation because if you get really good at the cardio you're doing, your body's going to stop because it adapts to it and it doesn't need to burn fuel that's right. stored on your body. I, I agree with you on that front. I will disagree with you that the only reason that he lost was okay. for that reason because that's not the only reason right. he lost. But Even if he was conditioned and he was able to go the distance with fresh legs like points, Floyd, he would have won. He would have Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. 100 from the yeah. skill point. I agree with that. I'm just saying like the like the most evident thing of why he got TKO essentially was because he gassed out and yeah in that way yeah so like just just understand that like whatever your goal is your body's gonna adapt depending on how you train for that whether you want it to adapt or not agree if you love the mind versus muscle podcast want more free content and you want to support the movement share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag mind versus muscle.